Hello everyone and welcome back to the All Things Basketball Podcast. In today's episode, I'm just gonna be talking about the Sacramento Kings and looking, you know, for the rest of the season outlook and then also looking towards the offseason. Hello everyone and once again welcome back to the All Things Basketball Podcast. And so for today's episode, I'm gonna be going over the Sacramento Kings, um, who are, you know, they're my favorite sports team. And just going over, you know, the rest of the season outlook for them, their roster, moves I think need to be made, and then also looking towards, you know, the draft and just what we can do to maybe get ourselves prepared to make, you know, to finally get back in the playoffs after all these years. Um, and, and, you know, and, and so I'm going to start off with, you know, just what's going on right now. And so currently we are the 12th seed in the Western Conference. We sit at 25 and 36. We play the Utah Jazz today, who are 44 and 17. Obviously, one of the best teams in the West. But talk about them a little later. Um, but so yeah, you know the Kings this year. We have really struggled with being consistent in our play. We've had two sp- nine-game spans this season where we've gone 0 and 9, and then we've also had two eight-game spans where we've gone 7 and 1 and 6 and 2. So you can you know you can see where the inconsistency comes in to where it's like okay, you, you'll play really good basketball. For, you know seven eight games and you'll look like you can be a team that can make the playoffs and you know play good basketball over a good period of time and then you have the you know like you know eight nine game spans where you just cannot beat anybody you're not playing any defense shots aren't falling you know you're not passing the ball you're not moving the ball around guys aren't you know playing you know just team basketball and and you know it's frustrating as you know as fans to watch you know the kings and just you can see that they are good enough to win, you know, some games. Their record should not be 25 and 36. You know, realistically, you know, you watch the games this year, or if you have watched Kings games this season, um, you know, we should probably have about 33, 34 wins right now. We've just, you know, blown a lot of games away. We've lost to teams that we should not have lost to, which, you know, might sound funny coming from, you know, how the Kings are, you know, one of the worst teams in the league this year. But at the same time, we're also better than some teams that we've just completely, you know, let kind of do whatever they want, you know, on their side of the ball. And so the, the Rockets would be an example. We've, we've lost to Houston, I think, three times this season. Um, you know, that'd be one example of just losing to teams that we should not be losing to. And so, you know, another reason this season has once again been injuries. Uh, that was the story of last year with uh, De'Aaron Fox missing about, I think it was like 30 games last season. And then obviously Marvin Bagley missing games, uh, Bogdanovich last year. Um, you know this season hasn't been as bad, but you know Marvin Bagley's been hurt. Uh, De'Aaron Fox now you know sadly has you know COVID protocol, so he's going to be out for the next about week and a half at this point. And you know if the Kings don't win games to you know keep in that kind of play-in range, I don't know if we'll even see De'Aaron Fox again this season, which would you know would, would be just you know really sad to see you know for Kings fans and just. The basketball world in general, as De'Aaron Fox has, you know, been one of the best point guards this year, has really kind of ascended towards superstar, you know, superstardom right now, uh, one of the best point guards in the league. And so, you know, if we don't see him again this year, uh, it's, you know, just really, uh, really tough to hear. But uh, yeah, you know, I just want to touch on Marvin Bagley a little, a little bit as he has missed the most games this year for Sacramento. Um, you know, third year forward, he's got a contract coming up soon. You know, we'll have to really see what happens there, but. You know, this season in 26 minutes a game, he's averaging 14 points and seven and a half rebounds. 
Um, and, you know, a lot of people have given up on Marvin already. Um, you know, injury history, uh, you know, not a good defender. You know, his, his shot's not really there yet. Um, and, you know, just the main thing is just health. You know, talent's not the issue. You know, you go back to his rookie year, 2018, you know, the second overall pick. Oh, my gosh, you know, what are they doing? They could have had Luka Doncic. They could have, you know, this or that. But the Kings won with Bagley. You know, they, they claimed fit was the reason, which I did I do agree with and I still agree with, was that Bagley was not a bad option there. As, you know, back during that draft with Luka and Trey and Aiton and Bagley and all these players, there was no clear, okay, who's the best guy? You know, a lot of people were speculating that, oh, Aiton's going to go, or maybe Luka goes, or maybe Trey Young goes, or maybe Bagley goes, or Jaron Jackson, you know, all these guys. But, uh, you know, the Kings won with Marvin, and that rookie season, it, it, it was looking like a pretty pretty good choice. You know, the Kings had Dave Yeager that year. De'Aaron Fox was in his, was in his second year. Uh, Buddy Heald was really emerging. Bogdanovich, uh, you know, all these guys, Willie called Stein. And so the Kings that year went 39-43. and 43. And, you know, Marvin Bagley was one of the best rookies in the NBA that year, you know, for his draft class. And I believe he made the all-rookie team, all-rookie first or all-rookie second. I believe he made one of those teams. I think it was all-rookie first team, but I might be wrong about that. But, um, you know, he really just, he was an exciting, fun player to watch his rookie season until about, I think it was like two, three weeks after the All-Star break. And then he hurt his foot, and he was out for the rest of the season. And, you know, it was really just sad to see because, you know, all this talent, you know, the Kings were really making a push for the playoffs that season, and it just kind of all went out the window. And then, you know, here comes next year, or excuse me, last season, and the Kings, you know, they signed Luke Walton, Dave Yeager's out the door. I never, I never agreed with that move. You know, Luke Walton was never my coach of choice. I always thought, you know, I, I still do believe that, if we still had Dave Yeager, we would have made the playoffs last year, and our record would definitely be better this year, but I'll talk about coaching in a little bit. Let's just keep on Marvin Bagley here for a little bit um, a little bit longer. As, you know, so, you know, last season, he comes in ready to go, and the season starts off pretty bad for him. He's not playing too well, and he gets hurt, comes back, gets hurt, and, you know, he's, you know, out again, you know, never seen. And, you know, that's kind of when people started saying, like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, how could you take this guy over Luka? Or, you know, this guy's a bust. Or, you know, the Kings are just, you know, they don't know what they're doing. And, you know, they do have the right to say that just because of, okay, you see Luka. He's already a superstar in this league. Um, you know, Mavericks are, you know, a playoff team. And, uh, you know, the Kings obviously are not a playoff team. And Bagley's not even played a full season. You know, and so people do have, you know, the right to kind of say those things. But at the same time, I don't think people realize that, you know, having the injuries he's had and, you know, also being, you know, that, you know, that big man position, big man, this is, this is always true. Big men usually take longer to develop in the NBA compared to guards, forwards, you know, etc. You know, their development is usually a little bit delayed. And when you're not, you know, getting that encore playing time you know, yeah, he's going to have his fair share of struggles. But let's move forward to this season. And, you know, Bagley's starting, ready to go again. And he starts off this season looking pretty okay. You know, he's looking, okay, you know, he's making, you know, making those paint shots. His defense is not really there yet, but 
when you're not on the court a lot, that's kind of expected. And then he gets hurt again. And then um, and then he comes back. He only missed like three, four games. He comes back, and he looks really good. Now, granted, this was about a month and a half ago. About two, no, it was more like two months ago when he came back. And he played for about seven, eight games. And he was looking really, really, really good. He was making shots. His defense was improved. Um, his He was starting to make the three-pointer at a decent rate. And just all around his game looked like his game looked like a player that can be a real force in this league. And you pair that with someone like De'Aaron Fox, and you got Tyrese Halliburton, and you got Rashawn Holmes, and you got all these other guys running up and down the floor. You could see where the Kings' thought process was with Marvin Bagley, where it's like, oh yeah, you've got the fastest player in the NBA in De'Aaron Fox, and you've got this hyper athletic forward running down the floor. It's it's gonna you know it's gonna be a fun thing to watch. And then he gets hurt again. He uh, fractured his hand, which is you know his current injury right now, and. Uh, the speculation start again. Will they re- will the Kings re-sign him? He's a bust. How could they take him over Luka? You know, all this talk. And, um, you know, like I said, they have the right to say that. But at the same time, I think people are being a little bit too harsh on the kid. He's 22 years old. He has shown flashes of super, you know, he's shown flashes that he can be a really good player in this league. And I think he will be. And, you know, I know a lot of Kings fans would like to see the Kings move on from Bagley. But personally, I think we should keep him around. I, You know, I still believe in him. But obviously, that's not my choice. But, uh, yeah, you know, I wish Marvin, you know, the best. Hopefully, he can, you know, hopefully he returns this season and shows the Kings that, you know, he, you know, that he can be a good player in this league and just stay healthy. But um, moving on to, you know, the main man, De'Aaron Fox. Um, I mean, there's really... I, I just... I cannot say enough good things about De'Aaron Fox. He is 23 years old. And, you know, in his fourth season this year, obviously coming off a contract in the offseason, he has become one of the best point guards in the league, and he is still so criminally underrated. In my opinion, he's a top six, top seven point guard in the league. Um, You know, I, I really do feel that way. He's averaging 25 points, four rebounds, and seven and a half assists a game on 34 minutes. He is hurt right now, obviously COVID protocol, um, but you know he's really been the Kings' most consistent player this season, and it's it's just been really exciting watching him go from a rookie to a second-year player to a third-year player to now this fourth-year player that is really touching superstar. Because you know last season he was already an all-star potential. Like he was an all-star level player last season, didn't make it, but he was a, he was an all-star level player last year, and then this season, you know, it's it's just been it's been crazy watching him play. Now, you know, not to get off track here, but just for a minute, I just want to you know the NBA has so many casual fans nowadays. It's not even funny, dude. People just don't know about the game of basketball. They don't watch games. They just go off hype. They go off reputation. And it really is annoying because someone like Darren Fox does not get the recognition he deserves. But, you know, that's that's besides the point. But he has been just really, really good this year. And uh, and I just I don't I just cannot say enough good things about him. I hope we see him again this season. But at the same time, if we're not in the playoff potential. There's really no point to play him again.
So I actually think we don't see him again this year, but who knows? Uh, moving on to Tyrese Halliburton, he's obviously rookie of the year candidate. Really good draft choice at pick 12. I'm not sure how he voted the 12th pick, but he did. He's averaging 13 points, three rebounds, and six assists a game on 30 minutes a night. Um, you know, he's just a very smart player. He's fundamentally sound, and he just plays the right way. He's a really good shooter, flashy passer, and he is a ball hawk. He plays passing lanes very well on, on the uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And him and Fox just pair really well together. And, you know, watching him develop is going to be fun over the years. Um, and then to end off this episode, looking, you know, looking for moves that the Kings, I think, should make. Uh, guys like Buddy Heald, Rashawn Holmes, Harrison Barnes, you know, and among others are really decisions they have to make this year. Rashawn Holmes being one of the bigger ones as Rashawn Holmes has been a really, really good player this season for them. Uh, centers. Um, you know, he's a good defender. He plays hard. He's got this little hook shot that's literally, I think he leads the league in field goal percentage when he does that shot. He's just really, really good in the paint. Um, energetic. And, you know, for Rashawn Holmes, I think I think we do re-sign him. He's going to want a lot of money. Um, but I think he does deserve it. And so I, I hope we re-sign Rashawn Holmes this offseason. Uh, Buddy Heal's interesting because we gave him a huge, huge contract two seasons ago. And he has just not lived up to that contract. Um, part of that may be scheme. And also a big part of that is just him. And how he has not gotten any better, you know, since he got that contract. Um, I believe it was a four-year, $90 million deal, which he was not worth that then, and he's not worth that now. He is still just a sharpshooter, which is very, very valuable. Don't get me wrong. In today's NBA, a shooter like him is very, very valuable. But you're paying him that much money when he plays no defense, he can't handle the ball, and he's inconsistent with his shot. And so I really hope you trade him this year to let just – so that way Tyrese can start with Fox, you know, because Buddy Hill's obviously taking Tyrese's starting minutes right now. And so I hope we trade Buddy Heald, and I also hope we trade Harrison Barnes. Um, Harrison Barnes, we also gave a contract to, which I, I really do regret that we gave him that contract, but, you know, it is what it is. Now, I, I have nothing against these players as people. They're, they're, you know, they're really good guys. But just looking for the Kings' future, they don't really fit in with what I think would be, would be best for us. Now, uh, moving on to, you know, who we could replace these guys with. The main dude that I want in this year's draft is Scotty Barnes. Um, Scotty Barnes uh, for Florida State is a 6'9 forward, 19 years old. He is a really, really good perimeter defender. He has a lot of offensive potential. Kind of, He's kind of raw right now on the offensive side of the ball. But you can you can kind of see like you know the kind of potential he has there to be a good scorer in the league. But he, you know when he goes in the NBA, he's already going to be, a, you know, a defensive impact, and I think his you know his size and his length would really help this Kings team. And you put him with someone like De'Aaron Fox, who's a good defender, and Tyrese, who is a good defender, and Rashawn Holmes, who's a good defender. And you throw Bagley in there, who hopefully can stay healthy, and you have Scotty Barnes at the three. I think the Kings would have a really, really good young lineup moving forward. And so, you know, Scotty Barnes is someone that uh, I really would like to see on this team 
next season. And then free agency is going to be interesting with, you know, some, some big-name players possibly changing teams and, you know, maybe some players falling in the draft. But, uh, yeah, that's all for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And, uh, yeah, until next time, peace.